service. Hey, Discos, I've got something special for you guys. You asked, we listened, and now it's finally here. Introducing Disgraceland All Access, our very first official membership program. Disgraceland All Access membership is your chance to support the show and get ad-free listening, an exclusive scripted episode every month, and exclusive bonus content every week, plus access to an always-on chat with me and your fellow discos. Visit disgracelandpod.com slash membership and sign up today. Hey, discos. Need a little more Disgraceland in your life? Just a touch to get you through? Yeah, me too. This is the podcast that comes after the podcast. Welcome to Disgraceland, the after party. Welcome to the Disgraceland bonus episode, a little thing we like to call the after party. This is the show after the show, the party after the party, the bridge to get you from one full episode of Disgraceland to the other, the backyard to dig into the dirt. On this episode, we are talking about Lou Reed, Bjork, Succession, and of course, your voicemails, texts, DMs, and more, and as always, a whole lot of Rosie. All right, Discos, let's get into it. Guys, welcome. What day is it? What month? I don't know. Right now, I'm going to be honest. I'm totally out of it. Speaking to you in a haze of jet lag, whisper room, wrinkles in time, and fevered Lou Reed dreams of identity crisis. But all of that said, I am so stoked to be here with you and to have you here with me in the after party. I mentioned Lou Reed because this here is unofficially Lou Reed week in Disgraceland. We released two uh, very weird episodes on Lou Reed this past Tuesday. I say very weird because we've never really done anything like this before. Uh, These episodes, admittedly, they stretched the word true in the phrase true crime. And that was, of course, intentional. Now, there's All kinds of real-life trouble that Lou Reed entangled himself in throughout his life and career, but in researching Lou, I was constantly running into two very interesting facts that made me consider Lou Reed differently than any other subject that I'd written about before. Uh, Number one, the crimes featured in the songs of Lou Reed were more interesting to me than any of the quote-unquote crimes Lou Reed may have involved himself in personally. Velvet Underground songs like The Gift, The Murder Mystery, Venus and Furs, Heroin, and others all feature fictional crimes that I found to be super compelling. And I thought to myself, well, hey, what if those were true? What if Lou had firsthand experience with those crimes? Of course, he didn't, but that didn't stop me because of reason number two. Lou Reed constantly made shit up about his backstory. And he told this to journalists all the time. He told them that he graduated from Harvard, that his parents forced him to undergo electroshock therapy at a young age because he was gay, a claim that Lou's sister vehemently denies. And there's a whole bunch of other shit that Lou Reed told rock journalists that was not true, that frankly was pretty awesome. I mean, go ahead, lie your face off to rock journalists. Keep them honest. That's how I look at it. Make yourself as compelling as fuck. Keep the myth going. So I thought 
rather than tell the same type of story, artist grows up, bad shit happens to him, he's or she is awesome at making music, and then they do bad shit to other people, and they eventually find redemption and cue the Disgrace Slam theme song. I thought that instead of doing that, that maybe I could tell the story of Lou Reed or at least get to the character of who Lou Reed was through the crimes he detailed in his songs rather than crimes he committed. Uh, and these songs were, of course, the ones I mentioned above and others. And I chose to do this all in a way that I thought was very Lou Reed. Uh, Lou Reed was a massive fan of the authors Raymond Chandler and Hubert Selby Jr. And I try to fuse the story of all the vice and grime of Selby that was certainly part of the environment, the real environment that Lou Reed and the Velvet Underground came up in and that they inhabited in the mid to late 1960s in New York. I try to fuse that Selby-esque vice with the style of author Raymond Chandler a writer that Lou Reed adored and who very much inspired the incredible lyrical style that Lou had. Uh, if you listen to these two episodes that I did, you're going to hear that I'm basically copying Raymond Chandler's style 100%. I even created my own Philip Marlowe-type protagonist to get into the story of Lou Reed in his early days in the Velvet Underground. Uh, it's told in a way that brings, again, it brings to life the crimes and actions that are in these Velvet Underground songs. You've got Venus and Furs coming to life. You've got the same thing going on with the song Heroin, the song Waiting for My Man, and of course the murder mystery. And then totally uh, these two episodes live within the, the lyrics of the song, the Velvet Underground song, The Gift. Um, so and all the characters from these songs, these incredible characters that Lou Reed mentions by name, who I always thought were just real kind of like New York characters, like Beardless Harry and Sweet Jane. And, and you know, the, all of these characters come into these episodes and they come to life. We we brought them to life for you. Uh, trying to write uh, using Lou Reed's uh, very rich uh, background that he created, trying to write that in the style of Raymond Chandler was super fun. I felt like I was in a band that was covering a song, but instead of over three and a half minutes, over 10,000 words. Uh, so because of all this, these are quite honestly, some of our weirdest fucking episodes, but definitely some of the most fun that we've had putting these stories together for you. And don't worry, Velvet Underground fans, we will have a more traditional Disgraceland episode on the Velvet Underground coming uh, on the entire band, not just Lou Reed. Uh, that episode and their history, it's going to be in the next season of Disgraceland. All right. That's all I got on Uncle Lou. Hit me up. Let me know what you thought of the episode so far. The reaction's been fantastic. Really appreciate the feedback on social media. I can see the numbers. People are listening to the episodes. That's great. We uh, we totally appreciate it. You know where to hit me up, though, at Disgraceland Pod or on the telephone at 617-906-6638. Back with more after this. Hey, Discos, it's Jake here. Thank you so much for listening to Disgraceland. Your support truly means a lot to me, and it's because of you that my team and I are able to make this show. If you want more Disgraceland, if you want more regular interactions with me and the community of Disgraceland listeners, or if you simply want to listen to the show ad-free, go to disgracelandpod.com slash membership. For just five bucks a month, you can listen to every episode of Disgraceland ad-free. 
Plus, you'll get one brand new exclusive episode every month. You'll also get weekly unscripted bonus content, special audio collections, and early access to merch and events. There are two ways that you can support the show and become a member at disgracelandpod.com slash membership. You can sign up using Patreon and listen to the show ad-free on Apple, Spotify, and most other major podcast platforms. And Patreon members also get access to all the other perks of membership in an always-on chat where I'll be interacting with you and diving deeper into the world of Disgraceland. But maybe you're currently an Apple Podcast subscription listener and you want to just tap into all the bonus audio content and ad-free listening that we're offering. We're also offering this membership as a premium channel on Apple Podcasts. However you choose to join, all you got to do is go to disgracelandpod.com slash membership. Support the show for just $5 a month, five bucks, or sign up for an annual plan and get two months free. Come join me and your fellow discos at Disgraceland All Access by visiting disgracelandpod.com slash membership. Welcome back to Musicland Stories. Join us for a new aquatic season, exploring the sonic adventures of sea creatures from ghost crabs to octopodies, earworms to mazes of coral reef. Listen to the newest season of Musicland Stories, airing weekly every Tuesday on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you listen to podcasts. See you soon, aquatic adventurers. Captain out. All right, guys, beyond the questionable true crimes of Lou Reed this past week, we got into some seriously real true crime with Bjork over on our YouTube channel with the video that we released. Uh, The story is of Bjork's stalker and his obsession with her and what he ultimately attempted to bring to fruition. It is beyond disturbing, and the visuals we were able to layer into the story in the video are creepy as fuck. Here is a little taste. After seeing Bjork's human behavior video on MTV, Ricardo Lopez had a whole new obsession. An obsession I am a monster. No. that would turn deadly. I have such an attachment to her. And not going to kill somebody you love. He hollowed out a book and inserted a homemade device that would spray out sulfuric acid when it was opened. When Bjork opened the rig book in her mail, the acid would hit her directly in the face. And it might not kill her, but it would hideously disfigure her. All right, guys, don't sleep on this Bjork episode. It's the perfect marriage, if I do say so myself, of music and true crime. And it's definitely the best video that we've done yet over on our YouTube channel as we continue to find our way to building an awesome YouTube channel for you guys. So head over to youtube.com slash at DisgracelandPod to watch it and make sure you subscribe. Uh, we got new content coming every single day, every single day. Where else are you going to get that? All right, some housekeeping. The onslaught of previously exclusive Disgraceland content continues. We are pummeling you, pummeling you with hits like Tom Petty did. That's what I like to say. As we do our best to get our entire back catalog of archived episodes out into all the podcast platforms. So since we last spoke, we released episodes on Eminem, Whitney Houston, ASAP Rocky, The Rolling Stones at Altamont. It's one of my favorites. Uh, And in the next coming days, we are re-releasing our two-part episode on the Beach Boys. So, as is the new norm, lots of Disgraceland content coming for you guys to binge. And that ain't changing anytime soon. All right. uh, This is the part of this 
bonus episode, these bonus episodes that I like the best. This is where we get to hear from y'all. You know the drill. You can contact me 24-7 on the socials at Pod, or you can call me or text me at 617-906-6638 and leave a voicemail like Steve, Steve, right here from Dallas, the Big D. Hey, Jake, this is Steve from Dallas. And I was going to play some of the music, but then I realized if I did that, you wouldn't be able to play my message. So I don't know if you've done one before, but I would love to hear a Joy Division episode. If you have already, please just let me know so I can go back and find what episode it is, because I would love, love, love to hear a Joy Division episode. Also, um, I have a Vinny and Dime story that I'll call back with at some other time. I have to write it all down first, though. Much love from Dallas. Bye. All right, Steve. Yes, 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 yes. Joy Division. We have it in the can and it is part of the next season of Disgraceland. So it will be released for you, Steve, down in Dallas this spring slash summer sometime very soon. I don't have the date. Uh, We haven't officially announced what the next episodes are going to be, but we're close. We're very close to that announcement. We're very close to these new episodes. They are coming soon. Disgraceland is always on. It's never off. It's never stopping. And Joy Division is part of your very near future. I will have specifics soon when we do our full lineup announcement. Uh, And yes, Steve, call us back. Leave a voicemail with your Vinny and Dime story. Thank you, and thanks for listening. Okay, we got, uh, who do we get here? Anthony from the 206 by way of the 253 checked in. Big Jake, what's going on? This is Anthony from the 206 by way of the 253. Been loving Disgraceland. Really, really became a fan of it during the 2020 uh, lockdown. I just binged any and everything I could. I even moved over to Amazon Music just to get the exclusive content. And I still have it, even though everything's back in, on regular podcasts now. Uh, I just wanted to say that the albums I've been listening to in the springtime, these are classics from when I was in high school. One of them is Usher's Confessions. Uh, and then uh, more recently is The Weekend's After Hours, because that technically came out in the springtime of 2020. Um, hey, I got a suggestion. Uh, 27 Club. Like I said, I'm from the 206. You got to do one on my guy, Kurt Cobain. Please, please, please. I know, I know, I know you did one on Kurt Cobain in Disgraceland, but I, I need more of like a deep dive uh, of him for the 27 Club. So if you could do that, that would be awesome. And you know what? Speaking of the weekend, you think maybe some point down the line we might be able to get a weekend Disgraceland episode as well? I'm just saying, you know, exploring some of the, the deep depths of his music and stuff like that. So, anyway, much love from the 206. Uh, Look forward to the next episode. Can't wait. Also can't wait for Badlands and all the other projects you're releasing. Peace, my brother. Anthony, my man, thanks for the voicemail, dude. I appreciate your loyal listenership over the years, and I appreciate you coming back to us with your springtime listening recommendations based on our conversation in the after party last week. I'm stoked to dig into that Usher album. Thank you. Uh, thanks for recommending it. Uh, as for Kurt Cobain and the 27 Club, I have been toying with this idea for a long time. Uh, you know, Kurt is kind of the, he's he's the big story in the 27 Club, I think, anyways. I've done Pigpen from The Grateful Dead. I've done Janis Joplin. I've done Jim Morrison. Is that it? I think that's it. Jimi Hendrix. Oh, yeah. Jimmy was the first one. Kurt, I'm going to do it. 
I got another one done though. Another whole season done. I'm not saying who the artist is yet, but it's coming soon. I don't know where it's coming. I don't know where you're going to have to be to listen to it. I might do something unique with this. Um, but that's coming soon. And Kurt is definitely on the on the horizon. It's a perfect format for the Kurt Cobain story. We got the brain trust here at Double Elvis on it. That's all I'm going to say, Anthony. Thanks for checking in, man. Talk to you soon. All right, let's do uh, one more voicemail. We're going to check in here with the 702. Hey, Jake. Uh, I just want to start out by saying uh, Disgraceland, uh, far and beyond measure is uh, my personal favorite of all of the podcasts. I mean, Joe Rogan, just in second, I'll just be honest with you, man. Like the thing that you've captured is something that, um, a large section of the United States and beyond has wanted and needed and you're nailing it, my friend. Uh, don't ever stop, man. Just, just don't ever stop. It is a highlight when my feed says, Hey, new 27 club, new disgrace land. It's just, it's just, uh, and you know, Hollywood land as well. And it's just like, Oh, Oh, Jake's going to talk. It's going to be awesome. Dude. Thank you so much for the kind words. I appreciate it. You mentioned, uh, that I'm doing something for the country, for the United States. <laughs> I don't know about that, uh, but I appreciate it. And, uh, I'll accept that with kindness and I will offer up in all humility, a couple of podcasts that I think are actually doing something for the country, uh, something that the country really needs right now, which is balance and objectivity and truth. And those podcasts are uh, the uh, the Breaking Points podcast with Sagar and Crystal and Barry Weiss's podcast, Honestly, from the Free Press. Uh, check those out. Both are great. Check them out. If you haven't already, let me know what you think or don't. I don't care. I just did my part for America. You're welcome. Um, and of course, only listen to those podcasts after you listen to Disgraceland and Badlands. All right, let's do some texts. All right, damn. Uh, lots of text messages. Let's go with, uh, let's see, from the 716. Five top movies, top five movies, Pulp Fiction, Fight Club, Natural Born Killers, The Way We Were, Goodfellas, Boogie Nights, Tide. Is that five? That's one, two, three, four, five, six. You broke the rules, dude, or do that. Um, but let's go through these real quick. Pulp Fiction, definitely. And he's got it in the one slot, and I, I get that. Pulp Fiction, nothing before or after has ever ever, 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 ever happened in filmmaking, like the release of that movie. If you weren't alive for it, you missed it. And a quick story, uh, I may have told this before, but I'm just reminded of it now. Pulp Fiction came out. I, of course, had seen Reservoir Dogs. I knew of Reservoir Dogs. I was at CMJ in uh, New York City, which is a music conference, if you're not aware of what that is, College Music Journal Conference. This was back in whenever Pulp Fiction was released, 94. So before it was released wide, they had a running of it for CMJ that they were showing. And maybe it was already out in New York. I don't know. Uh, but it was a big thing, part of the CMJ festival. So I go to this theater in Union Square or Ty I don't remember where it was. I'm in there and I'm watching the movie. My mind's blown. Everyone's like a huge theater, like, I don't know, 500 people, a lot of, lot of people. And as soon as it ends, like as the credits kick in, with, with with that freaking uh, that incredible Dick Dale riff that that comes in loud, uh, a voice cuts in over the music and it says, uh, "Ladies and gentlemen, if you would please remain seated, Quentin Tarantino would like to come out and have a word with you." And just then, I shit you not, Quentin Tarantino walks by me, right past me, down the aisle. I was on an aisle seat, goes up to the front, 
starts answering our questions. Unreal. Unreal. I'll never forget that. Blew my mind. I've had a lot of great experiences in in my life. Uh, uh, you know, when it comes to entertainment, that's at the top for sure. Um, anyways, okay, Pulp Fiction. He's got number one, Fight Club, Natural Born Killers slash The Way We Were. I've never seen The Way We Were. Goodfellas slash Boogie Nights. Tied. I yeah, you can't. Yeah, Boogie Nights isn't as good as Goodfellas. Oh, this is from Nicole from Buffalo. I'm sorry, Nicole. I called you, dude. Um, I didn't see your name here. Uh, Fight Club. My wife has been on me to see this, and we actually watched it. Uh, this past was it past week, couple days ago wasn't wasn't too far in the rearview mirror. Uh, I didn't love it. I like it a lot. There's a lot. Can you can you love a lot about a movie but not love the movie? That's how I feel about the movie. Um, there's there's something about the way it looks that bums me out. It's this like heavily stylized movie thing that I feel like they 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 made those scenes in the in the basement. Uh, during Fight Club looked great. And then they made the rest of the movie look like that. And I just, I, it just bummed me out. It just distracted me. I know that's, I'm, I'm picking nits, but um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, okay, we saw a list here, Nicole. Pre- appreciate it. Let's see what we got here. What else we got? What else we got? All right. Uh, top five movies. Just, this guy's just got Hot Tub Time Machine. Rick from Detroit. Hot Tub Time Machine. You know, dude, if you are, if you're the biggest Hot Tub Time Machine fan in the world and you're going with that as your number one movie, I got to give it to you, man. Go on with your bad self. Uh, he, he also goes on to say here, this is a uh, good guy, Rick from Detroit. Have you ever watched Cobra Kai? Well, yes, I have. That is my lighthearted watch that is still producing new episodes and just rewatched the Kroll show. I've watched that too for the early 2010 sketch comedy cheese. Uh, must watch for big mouth fans. Yes, I would agree. Uh, listening to a lot of Jeff Beck and greater Crosby right now. Dude's listening to the dead guys rest in power. I'm sure they are. Thanks for all the amazing work. Just cried at my desk at work while finishing the Dime Bag Daryl episode. Rock on. Good guy, Rick. Good guy, Rick. Thanks, man. Glad you liked that episode. Thanks for the recommendations. I have seen Cobra Kai. I thought it was awesome. Um, I've seen The Kroll Show. I just started watching a little bit of the new Nick Kroll show, that he, the Monty Python remake that he did, The History of the World. Um, I was into it. I watched the first episode. I'll watch more, but we'll get into that in the recommendation section. All right, moving on. Let's do some more text here. I got to hurry up. I got to bring my kid to fencing class. Let's go. Let's go. Here we go from the 365. Hey, Jake, this is Brandon from Ontario, Canada. First, let me say, great bloody show. I've been binging it since it came back online from exclusivity. Hard to define a favorite since every episode is equally brilliant. Oh, thanks, man. Even if I don't like or care about a particular subject, I still listen to become just as invested as if I do. So, great job. Wanted to ask if you have any plans to do an episode on the day the music died, or if you have already done one and I just missed the boat. Well, Brandon... I do have plans. This is one of those stories like, you know, the day the music died, for those of you who don't know, is a, is a reference to the the day when the plane went down that was carrying Richie Valens, Buddy Holly, and the Big Bopper. And uh, it's memorialized in that song, The Day the Music Died by, oh, fuck, Don McLean? Is that it? Yeah. Uh, anyhow, 
I don't know how to tell this story. It's been told so many times and I, I need a unique angle into it. I know I say that a lot, but it's the truth. I don't want to just be giving you guys the behind the music version of this. Not that there's anything wrong with that. I love behind the music, of course, but I got my thing to do. And oftentimes it just takes a unique point of view to figure out how to tell these stories. And I haven't figured that one out yet. So from the 316, hey, it's Jen from the 316. When the weather gets warm, I start blasting Jimmy Buffett out the car window, specifically boat drinks, but really anything off songs you know by heart. Well, Jen, I appreciate the text. I have a uh, deep burning hatred of Jimmy Buffett and it's uh, not for any good reason. And I think it's time I shed that hatred. I don't like hating things in general in life. I don't even like saying the word. I teach my kids to never say that word. Um, and I know there's good Jimmy Buffett out there. I know there is. I don't know what it is, though. So I'm trying to approach Jimmy Buffett now in my sort of middle age in the same way that I approached the Grateful Dead and how I'm approaching Steely Dan with an open mind. These are artists that I hated when I was a kid. Um, I've crossed over the threshold with Steely Dan and the Grateful Dead. I, of course, think both artists are great. And I am open to receiving Jimmy Buffett as my... Uh, uh, cheeseburger and paradise savior in my, as I take on middle age here. So, um, you know, if anyone's got any, any other Jimmy Buffett, I'll check out boat drinks and I'll check off anything from songs, you know, by heart, Jen, thank you. Any other Buffett heads out there? What do you call yourselves? Parrot heads? Hit me up. Let me know where to start particularly somewhere close to the beginning. I would appreciate that. All right, from the 828, this one looks promising. I find that I agree with you, Jake, on about 90% of everything. Oh, here it comes. Here it comes. I was waiting for this. And totally understand, oh, totally understand when you say that Eminem isn't your bag and you can't really honestly say he made great music or makes great music, whatever. I have no problem with that. I do, however, have a problem <laughs> with you saying uh, that Cardi B made great music. Now, again, I'm not the biggest Eminem fan in the world, but I can definitely say he made great music and I can 100% definitely say that Cardi B did not. Yikes. Still love you, bro. Lol from the 828. Um, um, how do I address this? The Cardi B one, I hear you. Here's the thing. Most of the artists I cover, objectively speaking, someone subjectively can think that they make great music. And this, of course, is about the device. And I can often find in any artist some, some greatness, something positive, something truly great, even if I don't like that artist. And you know what about Eminem? Here it is. I was wrong. The guy's a fucking beast. I'm well aware of that. But on that day when I was sitting there in my dingy studio at the time writing that episode, I had zero fucks for Eminem. I don't know why. I just didn't. I didn't grow up liking Eminem. I didn't get the whole thing. I thought it was silly, the whole comic book horror nature of it. I thought it was stupid. But when it comes down to pure skills and writing the occasional banger, the guy's a fucking beast. And I'm a little bit scared of him, if I'm being honest. But no, I'm not. But I, that's just the truth of it. And now I'm I'm out I'm out here on this fucking island like the guy who doesn't like Eminem. When the truth of the matter is, since I wrote that episode, I've fucking rocked out hard to some Eminem. So there it is. There's the truth. I was waiting for this. Cardi B. You know what? I, not of course. I'm not putting on Cardi B records, but there's great stuff there. Do you know? And I and I get the nature, the hot take nature of this, the comparing the artists back and forth. I totally get that. Um, but you can't say that Cardi B doesn't have any great music. You just can't. You can't say that. Um, 
just like I couldn't say Eminem didn't, you know what I mean? So in a way you're making your own point. Uh, have I confused the issue enough? I don't know. Let's go on. I, I really got to get, <laughs> I got to get rolling here. Let's do another text here. Brother Jake, I think it would be really cool. This is from the 206. Uh, if we got a blood on the tracks on Tupac, think about it. Deep dive into his life with uh, interviews with cats such as Shock G, Money B, Marlon Wayans, Notorious B.I.G., Puffy Shook, Dre, Snoop, Orlando, Anderson. Great. That's an awesome idea, Big Tony. I love that. But uh, I don't know when Blood in the Tracks is coming back, man. But maybe there's some long-form Tupac we can get into. So many texts, not enough time. I appreciate it. I'm going to hit these up uh, later tonight and just respond in the actual in the actual text app to you guys. Thank you. Um, let's see. Get at me, 617-906-6638 with whatever's on your mind. We're going to take a break. And uh, we're going to – oh, you know what I got to talk about here for one second before we break? The DMs. I got a ton of great DMs this week with great content from you guys. Uh, too many messages to properly properly go into right now, right here. Uh, I need some time to go through them uh, and and let them shine. I'm going to do that this week. I'm going to come back to you next week. I'm going to talk about it, a little tease of what, what I got sent to me this week. Uh, someone sent this incredible comic book on Iggy Pop because we re-released that Iggy Pop episode. Someone else got a new Disgraceland zombie Elvis tattoo uh, that I want to talk about. That's incredible. It's incredible. That sounds to say. And I got a banger of a mix from one of our listeners that was born out of the DNA of Disgraceland. And we're going to get into all that in more detail, proper detail, Give the proper shine next week, uh, along with more of your voicemails and texts. Hit me up at Disgraceland Pod on the socials and on the horn, like I said, at 617-906-6638. All right, back with your recommendations right after this. Alrighty, it's the recommendations part. The recommendations part is the part where we do the recommendations. This is the recommendations part. Maybe this is it. Maybe the recommendations part isn't a jingle, but maybe it's a dance. Do the recommendations part. Yeah? No? I don't know. This week, it is all about succession. I've watched all the episodes, and guess what? I'm watching them again in anticipation of watching the season four premiere, part one, and then probably part two by the time I finish doing the whole re-listen. Part one hit this past weekend. Part two is coming up this weekend. You know why? You know why I'm rewatching Succession? Because you can't make a Tomlet without breaking some Greggs. And is there a better show on TV than Succession right now? I don't know. Yellowstone? Maybe? Maybe? What's better, Discos? Yellowstone or Succession? Hit me at DisgracelandPod and let me know or call me 617-906-6638. 617-906-6638. So that's what I'm watching. Um, I also watched, like I mentioned at the top there up above, uh, Fight Club. Uh, I also watched Top Gun Maverick for the third time. And there's a reason I've watched it for a third time. And the reason is that this movie is fucking awesome. My wife watched it with me this time. She was way into it. Uh, but all like, well, what about the whole Scientology thing? To which I was like, well, you can't argue with the results. Tom Cruise is a fucking beast, beast of an actor, beast of a filmmaker. Uh, not that we needed any further proof of that, but this movie seals it. I am reading, uh, well, not really reading it now because I read most of it when I was researching the Lou Reed episodes, but the Lou Reed book of lyrics called I'll Be Your Mirror. This book is great. Lou's words on the page, they are a different animal. See what I did there? This book 
book is awesome. It's just awesome to have lying around to flip through every now and then and make a great gift for the Lou Reed fan in your life. Uh, I'll Be Your Mirror, the Lou Reed Book of Lyrics. Um, Some great insight in there from people like uh, Martin Scorsese and others as well. All right, what I'm listening to, well, besides Lou Reed and Breaking Points and the Honesty podcast that I mentioned before, honestly, uh, I'm listening to a playlist of original music created for Disgraceland and our spinoff podcast, Blood on the Tracks, and trying to figure out what to do with it. This music's great. Um, I love what we've done here. Uh, It's like loose words lived on the page outside of the songs they were written for. I'm trying to determine what to do with the music that was written for these podcasts. I don't know, but I'll figure it out. All right. Don't worry. I'm back in a flash. All right, guys, I got three minutes before I got to take off, take my kid to fencing. So let's do the recap thing. Lou Reed, episodes one and two are available in your feed now. Number two, the vicious true crime story involving Bjork is available on your YouTube page. So go check that out and be sure to subscribe. Three, Succession is the best show on television. Or is it? I don't know. Hit me up and let me know. Number four, my moment of zen is just around the corner. And here it is, me reading the phone book in honor of Lou Reed from Manhattan in the year of our Lord, 1960. And away we go. The African Room. Exciting native chants and dances. 780 3rd Ave. Plaza. 5-2747. Arlie's New Romanian. New York's only kosher nightclub restaurant, member of credit clubs, 162-05 Horace Harding Boulevard, Flushing, HI 5-4444. Back Room, featuring Janice Mars, Intimate Atmosphere, 1362 6th Ave, CI 7-9107. Basin Street East, 137 East 48th, EL5-4330, Bon Restaurant Incorporated, American Express credit cards honored cocktails and entertainment, 9.30 p.m. to 4 a.m., 56E55, PL1-2490, Connie, Eddie, open 6 p.m., excellent cuisine, tops in Dixieland credit cards honored. Quit talking and start mixing. Cut it.